Well, Merry Christmas. Such a joyous feast, isn't it? There's just something about the Christmas feast that really brings out in everyone that sense of joy, that sense of hope. And that's a good thing. You know, I know probably for the last few weeks, one of the phrases that might have come up a few times, maybe for you, maybe this is the way you do it, maybe it's not, but you go out and you look for a perfect gift. You know, when when we think of somebody, a spouse, a child, a parent, we really want to try to find a perfect gift for them. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to like, you know, think about it a little bit and spend some time and try to figure it out. Now, I I don't, as you probably have guessed, I don't have a wife, so I don't have that problem. I don't have that pressure on me every year, you know, that, and I do watch some of these commercials. I really get a kick out of it. Really, guys, do we really think putting a car in the driveway is going to make up for the other 364 days when we really weren't on top of it? Or maybe that, you know, that diamond ring that you didn't get or whatever. I I always look at that and I always kind of like laugh a little bit thinking like, you know, that's, that's really not probably going to be a perfect gift. It's going to be a good one. Let's face it. It'd be nice to have a nice new car in the driveway. Everybody would love a new car. But that's something that kind of just doesn't really go all the way. And whenever I think of a perfect gift for myself, especially, I always have to think about a few things because when you're thinking about somebody, one of the things you need to do is to put the gift in the context of the person. See, there's another person in your life. There's someone with whom you have a connection well, the context of the person makes all the difference. You know, for that, for that family that could use a new car, well, the context then suddenly makes sense. Well, yeah, we need this to support ourselves. We need this to get to work and to, and to bring the children where they need to go. So in that context, sure. But what about a person who's hungry? Well, probably food would be something that they would want. Or a person maybe who's a little cold, a new jacket might be something that they would want. Or that person who's seeking and searching and and needs something more in their life. Well, then we have to try to figure out how to meet that particular need. And so when it comes to a perfect gift, a lot of times, I always say the same thing. We can spend a lot of time looking at things, but forgetting about people. Forgetting about the person and thinking too much about the thing. And so when it comes to a perfect gift, We always have to remind ourselves that really, truly, deep down, the only perfect gift is the one where it doesn't involve a thing. Now, it's Christmas. I know, we we love Christmas. And we love to come to church and, and we love to meditate on this beautiful image of the creche. We love to look at that creche and stand sometimes before the creche and just ponder ponder the beauty of that night, the beauty of how wonderful it was when God became a human being, when God took on our mortal frailty and became one of what we are. Now that I'm going to say is a perfect gift. God gave us a perfect gift. But think about that gift. If there's anything out there right now, if there's anything whatsoever out there right now that we can say, when we look at this image, this is sanitized. This is beautifully sanitized. If you've ever actually been in a barn, it's not that pleasant. It's not that pretty. I I have relatives in the old country. When I go to their barn, it doesn't smell very nice. 
The animals usually are pretty noisy. There's a lot going on. And when I look at this, I see the epitome of man's inhumanity to man. How could any human being look at another human being nine months pregnant and saying, sorry, no room for you. I can't help you. Talk about a cold and hardened heart. Do you know what we call that? Our corrupted nature, sin. That's sin. And that, my dear brothers and sisters, is what I call an instance, of, an instance of darkness. Sin is always about darkness. When sin occurs, it is dark. Whenever we sin or hurt someone else, a darkness comes over us. Now, make no mistake, this poor family, this poor family that had to give birth to a child in a barn, this poor family is not done yet. They're still going to be terrorized by a world leader. He's going to try to come after them and kill babies just trying to get at him. Think of that. Boy, you talk about darkness. Talk about the darkness. Wow. But darkness always has sin attached to it. And with sin, there's always going to be demons. And the demons are going to chase these, this family. The demons are going to keep coming after them and keep coming after them. And the beauty of looking at the scene, one of the things that draws me into it is that it's not dark. Christ, the light, came into the world. Jesus Christ, the light, came in to scatter the darkness. Now, I know for many of us sometimes, especially, especially when we think about our own lives, there may be darkness. Many of us grapple with sin. Many of us know others who grapple with that darkness. We ourselves sometimes are overshadowed by the darkness of all the human ills that have come out of our corruption. The human ill of addiction, the human ill of abuse, the human ill of greed, the human ill, and you can fill in the blank, that darkness that enters into our homes, to our families, to our community, to our world. But why did God become a baby? Why did God do that? Does it make any sense that God would want to be part of that? No. God wants to be part of that because he wants to bring the light into the darkness. And that's about as light as it's going to get. That first reading is so beautiful. A people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. You see the great light, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ who came to be one of us. What a beautiful light that is. And yet so often we human beings turn from the light. Now, you can turn away from the light and still see some of the light. And I think that's why so many people are attracted to Jesus, especially there's something about Christmas that attracts people to Jesus, brings people to Jesus, because people are in darkness and they want the light. And yet how many people today, how many people do you know today, tormented by the demons of this world, tormented by sin, still turn away from the light? still run from the light. How many people I know, even in my own life, who are living enshrouded in darkness, and when I suggest, come to Jesus, 
they turn the other way. That's frustrating, isn't it? It's heartbreaking sometimes, isn't it? And all I say is we need to do two things. Number one, our part, keep coming to the light. Come to the light again and again and again. Come to Jesus over and over again. That's the beauty of having such a wonderful parish, such a great thing we call the church, because here is where the demons flee. Here is where the darkness is dispelled. Here is where the light shines forth. So keep coming to the light and become the light for someone else in darkness. You know, the whole thing about a perfect gift has nothing to do with a thing, does it? It really doesn't. When you're thinking about someone else, when you're spending that time, you're not thinking about the thing. You're first thinking about the person. And so you want to be a light to that person. That's what makes Christmas such a powerful moment. I can say this over and over again, and I'll say it forever and ever. Whatever you do later on today, when you go to exchange gifts, and it's always going to be the same thing. You're going to have this thing that you, you, you spend so much time, you know, like maybe for a child or a spouse, and, and you're going to go up to them and you're going to hand that to them. And I hope the person who's receiving it sees the person who's giving it. Because a perfect gift has nothing to do with the thing. It has everything to do with the giver and the receiver. God is the greatest giver ever. So see God in that moment and see the light that comes from that moment. Yeah, there's a lot of darkness, but darkness cannot win when the light is in our life. And that's why, even in my own life, like people ask me, you know, like, especially when I was going through my reversion, people say like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I say, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And, and my father used to say, Louis, look, and he goes, I can't afford that. What else? It, it's hard. I, I know. But isn't that really what the best gift is at Christmas? That peace that we want in our lives? And it happens here. It happens before the manger. It happens with Jesus Christ. And if you want peace, seek Christ. If you want joy, be with God. If you want to experience the light, don't run from Christ. How many people today run from Christ? And so the second thing I'm going to ask you to do after you yourself receiving and being the light, bring others to the light. Keep coming to the light with them. You know who they are. You know the people in your life. You know your neighbors, your family. You know the people who need to encounter Jesus Christ. The Christmas season beginning today is such a beautiful season. We're going to be able to celebrate as family here, as parish family. We're going to come together today, of course, but then next week we get to celebrate the motherhood of Mary. What a beautiful feast that is. On New Year's Day, we'll be in this church celebrating the motherhood of Mary. Talk about receiving the light. There will be Mary treasuring in her heart when the, when, when the, the shepherds are there. And then we'll hear again on Epiphany the week following when the three wise men show up and Mary seeing all of this happening. In the midst of the darkness she was experiencing, she still saw the light. She was cast out from the inn. She was left out in the cold. She wasn't cared for by other people. Nobody took her plight. And yet still, she found joy in her heart. Why? Because she had Christ right there. And so we need to keep coming to Christ, keep bringing others to Christ. 
This world needs the light of Christ. Don't you agree? When we look around at a lot of what's going on with all, the, with all the demons that keep following us and all the demons that keep attacking us, they flee when the light comes. And so come to the light. Come to Jesus Christ over and over again. You want a perfect gift? God gave it to you. You want a perfect gift? Receive it from God. And look back at God with that heart so filled with the joy that only he can give you. Only the peace that comes from God is a peace that truly will last. And so come again and again and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and in your homes. Let the peace of Christ that you receive here be brought out into the world. And so, yes, please, my dear brothers and sisters, be the light in this world of darkness. Be the light yourselves, reflecting Jesus Christ to others. You want joy, you want peace, and God is giving it to you. A perfect gift from him who is the only one that can give a perfect gift. And now you can be that gift to others. And so in your families and with your friends, give yourself to them. Give the Christ you have received to them and then ask them to come to God to receive a perfect gift just like the one that you receive today. No matter what the situation, no matter how many of the trials, it's all nothing when Jesus Christ is in our life. Bring Jesus to the world and this world in darkness will be enlightened. Merry Christmas.